You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, the dictionary definition of the word gobsmacked, which is British colloquial, is utterly astonished, astounded. And the origin from the 1980s, believe it or not, is with reference to being shocked by a blow to the mouth or to clapping a hand to one's mouth in astonishment. So is that how we should react to the interview last week with Aaron Kaplan? <laughs> I always thought gobsmack was like a giant you know, loogie to the face, but maybe not. The sound that a loogie makes when it hits your face. <laughs> or a gob. Well, my gob has been smacked after that, I'll tell you. I mean, yeah, that that was. Some people are calling it the best show ever. Some people are calling it by far the worst show. I'm I'm not sure. It probably falls somewhere in between. Sounds like Charles Dickens. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But you know, yeah. we've had some really bad shows over the years, and some were so bad they were almost good. Like you know, the Ed Wood movies. You know, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Things like that. And this was so bad because I think we knew we were entering a train wreck before we started. But I was so curious about this guy. I mean, it's not just because he went to the same high school. It's not just because his last name is the same as my wife's maiden name. It was because he has an education as an aerospace engineer. He seems to have solid work experience. So I hesitate to fly on any planes he designed, I'll tell you. Well, you know, he, you got you to gotta at least give him that he's creative. I mean, it, it's a pretty creative theory. I, I haven't had chance, unfortunately, to peruse the uh, PDF that he posted at the Paracast forums, but uh, based on some of the responses on the forum to that uh, self-published book, it sounds like he's taken everything in the kitchen and thrown it in the sink and is stirring it up real good and coming up with a, a pretty, uh, pretty wild theory. Gotta be one of the wackier theories, but I have a feeling in the UFO field, if you want to search for wacky theories, you'll find plenty. He just happens to get it all in one place. But it's so interesting. The previous week, we had Jerome Clark on the show. How many messages were posted in our forums about that appearance? And it was one of our better shows. Exactly zero? Zero. Right. Not but, one. Right. But then we get somebody who's as wacky as anyone we've had on the show in quite a while. And guess what? The message boards are filled with comments. Of course, everybody's saying the same thing. Isn't he wacky? I think people like to see train wrecks. Yeah, it's like rubbernecking uh, on the freeway going past an accident. So interesting. You have an accident. It's off the road. It's not affecting traffic physically because it's off the road. The police, fire crews are off the road. But people stop. They slow down. They have to see it. So much about society and interpreting what goes on. Hey, i got an interesting news item. I think we've had enough of Aaron Kaplan for a while. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you do want to see the book, I don't know if he's gobsmacked after I persuaded him to do this. But I wrote him and said, you know what? You want to get the message out. If you don't care about the money you're making from the book, and I assume he can't have sold too many, to be frank, why don't you let us post a PDF, electronic version of the book, in our forums? And he agreed. Much to his credit. That, that was uh, very magnanimous of him. I must say, as soon as we were done taping the show, much to our surprise, we got a, uh, a very nice email from him saying, boy, you guys are really tough, but thanks so much for like really making me uh, explain myself. And, and I, I guess that's a sign of a, <laughs> of, a, 
a good radio host is uh, you tear you tear them limb from limb, and then they come back and thank you. Well, I know in the past people have wanted to do things to us, but thanking was not one of them. Hey, I got to thank you from uh, our, my arch skeptic uh, buddy on the forums, Lance Moody. He said, "Great show, really enjoyed it. Good job." I was like, "Wow, I guess I guess waking up in a bad mood, not having any water. Uh, what else was going on that day?" I, I remember tell, saying to you, "This is a perfect show for me today because I'm 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 pretty thin-skinned." But you were really feeling ornery, but you kept it in check. You were a gentleman. Uh, I tried. Huh. Interesting news item. The first spaceport, the first commercial spaceship terminal was inaugurated this week in the uninhabited desert town of Upham in New Mexico. Are you familiar with that place? Actually been there. I've been in the that region, but I've never actually been there. Now you're you're speaking of the Virgin uh spaceport, uh, the right. Branson. Yes. So this is from British billionaire Richard Branson. He's owner of a pay for space flight company called Virgin Galactic, okay? And the way it works is supposedly in 12 months or so, they'll be ready for space flights. You want to get on there? Like White Knight 2 and Spaceship 2 suborbital flights? It's just $200,000. Does anyone want to volunteer to send Chris up there? I'm not going. But Chris, you know, likes to investigate and explore. Would anyone send Chris $200,000? I think not, but it's an interesting request. <laughs> Seriously, someone sent you a check for $200,000 and said, Chris, it's not for paying bills or fixing the plumbing or whatever. We're buying a new fancy car. It is for one purpose and one purpose alone. That's to send you into outer space. Would you do it? Without a, a moment's hesitation. Well, what we can do is maybe hook you up with Skype on the trip and we could do a live back and forth. So there you go. Are you ready for that? That would be so cool. You really want to go? You have to go through training, though, to go into outer space. You know that, right? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you have to be physically trained. You know, you have to make sure that there are no serious physical problems. It's not like, you know, in Star Trek, they just beam you up. You know, they simply <laughs> dissect all your atoms and stuff, and they reselect it and reassemble them on the spaceship. This, you know, you got to go up there physically. So before you do that, you have to be in pretty good physical condition. And I think I keep myself in reasonable physical condition, but I'm not going. You know, I mean, if it's beaming up, I'll go for it, you know, but not this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe I could pass the physical. I don't know. I'm, I spend too much time in front of these darn com- computer monitors. I got to get out and run. Right. Well, when you go out there and you do your field investigation, don't you get a lot of exercise from that? Yeah, and I regret it for the next couple of days after that, too. But you have to do it regularly. You can't be the weekend warrior. I know. You know, we have to. Well, we're, Maybe uh, we ought to have somebody who helps develop an exercise program for people who are stuck in front of their computers. Right. You, know, you sit in your computer yeah. and you maybe make a few movements and suddenly, you know, you're, you're feeling the burn. <laughs> Well, I, I have some news. I, I had a very interesting trip up to uh, the the vaulted uh, Skinwalker Ranch with the Jesse Ventura conspiracy theory crew. Oh, with, do uh, tell. Yeah, that was quite quite interesting. I'm not allowed to give any details about what happened up there, but boy, I'll tell you, uh, they got more than they bargained for, which uh, I think is 
is uh, going to make for some pretty dramatic television. Uh, I must say, the trip went really well. And um, upon arriving back here in Arizona, I got a call from uh, our good friend and friend of the show, Ron Regeer, who uh, in the space of the two days that I was up there, he got some very interesting reports of what was described to uh, him and uh, in another uh, report to his daughter, who mans the information booth there in Moab, Utah, about campers in a remote area of Canyonlands called the Maze seeing a dinosaur, a small three-foot bipedal dinosaur that ran by and uh, and maybe he arrived there to see the latest episode of Terra Nova, the new TV show. Well, go figure. I, you know, normally you would kind of take a single report like that with a grain of salt, but two in the space of two days, and then uh, doing a little bit of research. Uh, much to my surprise, uh, this is not; these are not isolated events. Uh, all the way back uh, into the late '90s, people in the uh, Northern Lake Powell area. Uh, up into Canyonlands, uh, there's been a number of, of sightings of what are described as like a miniature Camposaurus or kind of like a an Allosaurus, but a, a miniature version of it. You know, we'll and get into more dinosaur lore. Jurassic Park in our own backyard. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. What happened, man? You used to be energetic, happy, and wow, did the ladies love you. Now, you fall asleep on the couch, irritable, and out of shape. Don't be that guy. Call now for a risk-free trial of Ageless Male, a natural supplement shown to raise testosterone by 50% and maintain healthy, normal levels. 
No injections, no appointments. With healthy testosterone levels, you can feel that energy again, that great outlook again, and yes, even a healthy sex drive. Right now, you can try Ageless Male risk-free. There's nothing to lose, guys. If you're a man who's noticed changes in your body, your mood, your sex life, call now for a risk-free trial of Ageless Male. Be the guy you used to be. Just call 1-888-246-0623. Don't wait another day. Just call 1-888-246-0623. Again, 1-888-246-0623. You can't argue with success, and many people have found great success in fighting back colds and flu viruses with Ali C, the world's best garlic extract. So now, it's time to get even more success with the other great quality natural products from Affinity Health Products, like C Energy Liquid Vitamins, Lose and Snooze, and the One Day Diet, or Human Growth Hormone Support menopause specialist for women and joint specialist see these and many other quality affinity health products for men and women online at affinityhealthproducts.com that's a-f-f-i-n-i-t-y healthproducts.com or call in your orders at 877-888-7126 that's 1-877-888-7126 trust your health to the makers of ali c the world's best garlic extract Affinity Health Products, the finest and most innovative natural health products available. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. I think I'm gobsmacked to hear about baby dinosaurs. Are these dangerous dinosaurs or are they plant eaters or what? From the description, it sounds like these are small carnivores. And they're seen pretty much exclusively near water sources. So that would you know if if there was a crypto creature like that lurking about the remote regions of southern utah and boy i'll tell you that's another planet if if any of our listeners have ever been out in the southern utah area it's it's about as desolate and remote as any place in north america and that would be a place where something like that could possibly survive but uh i would hesitate to <laughs> mention these these alleged uh, sightings to a paleontologist i'd be laughed out of the museum or or out of the uh, fossil restoration lab. Uh, this is uh, quite interesting. In fact, I'm I'm actually thinking of using this as an excuse to go to the area here in the next couple of weeks and mount a little expedition to see uh, if we can possibly film something like this. Boy, wouldn't that be a coup? I'll tell you what, Steven Spielberg might be interested. He's big on dinosaurs. <laughs> you're not you're not buying this one, are you, Gene? You know what? I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. That's not fair. You know, there's also a report now about Bigfoot in Siberia, supposedly yeah. confirmed. What's that mm-hmm. about? What have you heard? Well, there was an expedition mounted, and they had a uh, recently. They had, I think, a couple of weeks ago, a, a conference of 
of Russian cryptozoologists and other invitees. And evidently, there's some pretty uh, compelling evidence that uh, at least one form of the Yeti or wild man, I think they call it there in Siberia, is uh, is a real uh, flesh and blood creature. And interesting photograph of tracks in the snow was posted. And I haven't dug too deeply in, into the story, but, you know, like all of these expeditions, you know, they need to come back and, and show us something in order to justify the expense and, and the effort and energy it takes to mount these expeditions to remote areas. But I think it's just moving the ball forward down the field here in terms of establishing once and for all the reality of these creatures. Of course, we had members of the uh, Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society on a few shows back, and, and they're, they're uh, very convinced that there's a creature running around southwestern Pennsylvania. And, uh, of course, we have the Mogollon Monster here in our, our neck of the woods here, Gene. And doesn't matter where you go. There's uh, there's some sort of reports or a tradition of these large, uh, hairy, you know, hominid types lurking about, peeking in windows, uh, people having sex or bugging young couples in lovers' lanes, uh, as in the Dupont monster in Illinois. You wonder and, about uh, that. Why their obsession with human sexual practices? You'd think, since they're humanoid in a sense themselves, that they do it the same way. Oh, maybe they're taking notes. Maybe they're uh, maybe it's like some kind of weird sex education course for them. Maybe they're fascinated with various. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to go there. No, we're not going to go into the sexual practices of cryptoids. But we're going to have more shows on that. You know, it's not going to be just UFOs. In the next few weeks, we've got some interesting things in the wind. I heard from a very prominent cryptozoologist just the other day. He wants to get back on the show, and we're trying to work that out. So it's going to happen. But, It'd be great to see him again. Yeah, but you've got a bunch of things happening in your life. You seem to be working on so many projects. You're going to oh, yeah. become rich and famous. Uh, I don't know about that. That's not why I do what I do, Gene, obviously. <laughs> if it was, you'd be a huge failure and I'd be a bigger failure. You know, I gave up being rich and famous a long time ago. You know, I guess we could say that the Paracast has delivered a certain amount of fame in a manner of speaking. But riches, no. People seem to think... That people who get involved, who publish books, go on the radio, suddenly they're running around with millions of dollars. And it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah, well, introduce me. I'll take their workshop. <laughs> right. You know, where some people, you know, they go into a garage, they come up with some kind of invention, and some venture capitalist comes over and says, okay, here's a couple of million dollars. You never know what's going to happen with that. But, you know, today we're going to go back into an area of the UFO field we don't cover a lot, which is what's happening over in South America. And it seems in South America some of the most incredible UFO cases occur, like in Brazil, for example. In Brazil, they have actually released cases, the government. And Brazil is a very highly advanced country, you know, and they at least are forthcoming about it. We don't see that kind of release so much in this country at all. So the guess we've got is... A.J. Gevard, and I always pronounce his name wrong because my Portuguese is lousy, but A.J. is a really nice guy. And you know what we're going to ask him, though, before we start, he's going to join us in the next segment, is he was supposed to meet up with actress Shirley MacLaine, who's big into psychic and UFO stuff, and that never took place. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Uh, Shirley's kind of squirrely. Ever encounter her in your travels? Not personally, but uh, I. She owned 180 acres uh, in the Baca Grande, uh, you know, portion of the Crestone area where I lived for 13 years, and uh, she would kind of sneak in, sneak out, and 
<laughs> I think the the last straw for her and Crestone was she was hiking with the publisher of the Crestone Eagle, our little newspaper there, and her husband. As they were walking up the trail, uh, Michael happened to see the conditions building for a perfect rainbow, and uh, so he he stopped to start sniffing the air as they're hiking up a mountain trail, and and Shirley kind of stops and kind of sniffing around, and he goes, "Can't you smell it?" She goes, what? He goes, a rainbow. And right as he said that, this beautiful rainbow burst out in front of him. And she was gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> and about five or ten minutes later, uh, I guess she had lagged behind just in amazement. And she caught up with Michael and Kizen, and they were both cracking up. And she realized that she'd been had, and boy, she was not happy. And I think that was the last time she was in Creston. But she owns the property. She sold it a few years ago. Oh, okay. Hopefully before the real estate bubble burst. Yeah. She's down in Abiquiu now, I think, is her uh, her kind of New Mexico, you know, southern Colorado, New Mexico area uh, haunt. Do you think people like that help the UFO field or basically work against it because you look at this, oh, it's just a wacky actress. What does she know? Well, maybe ask Dennis Kucinich. Right. That killed his presidential campaign because that's that's his godmother or something. And well, he was talking yeah. about UFOs during a presidential debate. This was 2008. And that was it. You know, then it was all Obama and and Hillary. Well, yeah, that uh, it, it does have a, a bit of a stigma attached to it when you get up into the uh, realms of the rich and famous and big and powerful. I think Shirley brought a lot of uh, interesting attention to this subject. But for many of the wrong reasons, I think her kind of new age, out on a limb, bent, was a little bit naive. And uh, I think there was a, a serious lack of some critical thinking involved in some of the events that she described. And and it's unfortunate that occasionally we do have high-profile people that get involved in the field in a peripheral way. And... They attract a bunch of people that are not up to speed, that buy into, you know, the coast-to-coast -coast paradigm, believe everything, question nothing, essentially. Well, because a person is a great performer doesn't mean they can do anything else or have the capability of logical thought, although some are brilliant. But we'll have A.J. Gavert. We'll ask him about Shirley MacLaine and lots more important stuff coming up next on The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hey, folks, in today's fast-paced work environment, getting everyone in the same room for a meeting can be challenging, especially when they work in different locations. And that's why I use GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. It is amazing. You can collaborate online by sharing your presentation. While seeing colleagues face-to-face -face in high definition, they can hide their blemishes. Video quality is so clear and natural, it's like being in the same room. And all you need is an Internet connection with a webcam. It's that easy. So here's what I can do. For example... On the Paracast, which I host with my friend Chris O'Brien, we live in different locations. We need to share something, a document or something like that. All I have to do is call him up with GoToMeeting, and I say, Chris, take a look at this, and he said he's ready to go. You can try GoToMeeting with HD Faces free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code PODCAST, use the promo code PODCAST. Plant a healthy garden easy and fast with OrganicaSeed.com. 
easy because OrganicaSeed.com offers one of the largest online selections of organic, heirloom, non-hybrid, and untreated seeds, as well as tobacco and cotton seeds at low prices. Go to OrganicaSeed.com, spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A-Seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com. Remember, Organica Seed is healthy seed. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a silver dollar in a book explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. We want to know. How do you use WebEx? Last week, I started a meeting on my office computer, but had to go cross town for another meeting. So Mike drove, and I was able to finish my WebEx meeting using the WebEx app on my smartphone. This is how you do business. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others. Anytime, anywhere. On their desktop, on their laptop, or mobile device. Go to WebEx.com right now and try WebEx free. WebEx from Cisco. W-E-B-E-X.com. Why is it so many people suffer from so many illnesses today? Why don't doctors know how to help you? Could it be that our doctors don't know how because there's a nutrition solution and they only know about drugs? Over 68 diseases are connected to a deficiency of glutathione. The missing ingredient to increasing your body's production of glutathione is cysteine. Raising your glutathione production protects you from cancer, heart disease, Parkinson's, macular degeneration, lung disease, digestive diseases, diabetes, Alzheimer's, ALS, rheumatoid arthritis, and lupus. Nature's richest source of cysteine is unheated whey. Heating can damage much of the cysteine. One World Whey is the first undamaged whey protein on the market. Using One World Whey may support optimal glutathione production unlike any other food or supplement you've ever taken. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld. W-H-E-Y dot com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. A.J. Gervaret speaks to us from Brazil. He's a longtime UFO researcher with loads of information to present with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. But first, you were supposed to, and we were kind of ragging on this in the previous segment, you were supposed to meet up with Shirley MacLaine, but that didn't quite take place. What happened? Well, uh, actually, uh, we are scheduled to talk uh, last week, and the last time she had to go back to the United States. It's funny because Brit elders one of her associates called me or wrote me some two months ago before that 
asking me to come to Sao Paulo to meet her. She was about to be here to, to a conference of longevity. And I, well, I was thrilled with the opportunity to meet Shirley. I'm a great fan. And I know she has a great point on UFOs. She's a big defender of uh, disclosure cause and a few others. And I prepared myself to go. And when they finally arrived in Brazil, and it was like in two or three days, I was supposed to meet them in Sao Paulo, which I prepared to do. I bought my ticket. And at the last minute, I was going to the airport. We're going to have a chat at that day's afternoon. And I got this email from Brit saying that she had an appointment in the United States and I had to go back immediately. She, they, actually, they were leaving just in that same afternoon that we were supposed to meet in Sao Paulo. So I, I, I guess that um, the, the, the thing that Julia had in the United States was urgent, I don't know. But anyway, she promised to see me next November. I will be in LA area from November 9 to the 17th. And uh, I'm gonna meet her as well as I'm gonna meet another, a uh, few other UFO researchers like Roger Lear, of course. And we're gonna make some interviews and, and, and talk to people. And I, 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 I want to have this interview from Shirley when I'm there. AJ, well, uh, first of all, welcome back to the show. It's great to, great to have you back on. Uh, was there any indication uh, when the, the original meeting was set up what she was interested in talking to you about? Do you have a sense of, of why she contacted you and what was on the uh, agenda for her? Sure. She's been to Brazil a couple of times and she's been to South America many times because she's a, she, she's a great fond of the continent. And she had great experiences in Peru, in the Amazonian Peru. And she's very interested in UFOs with all her uh, paranormal stuff. Uh, his sensitive stuff, and and she was interested in in knowing more about what was going on in the Brazilian UFO scenario. I was prepared to give her a full briefing of uh, of UFOs in the Amazon, which is my my main area of of uh, dedication of investigation, and also about a few other cases that we have in my country. Well, well, good luck when that meeting finally does take place. Uh, I've been a big fan of hers, uh, as her actress uh, movie work, since I was a kid. And uh, as I explained on the previous segment before we had you on, she had 180 acres of property where I lived in, in Colorado. She never developed it, but I was hoping to get a chance at some point to, uh, to meet with her as well. So good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think, AJ, it would be important to bring us up to date here because the last time we had you on the show and that goes back believe it or not two years ago october 25th 2009 and this show will be broadcast on the 23rd of october this year so it's just about two years ago and we were talking then about the disclosure of more ufo documents in brazil but more activity has happened since then right aj yes a lot of activity has has happened since uh uh, 209, when we last spoke, in October 209, yes, we, we had a, what the government says is a full disclosure. We, the UFO researchers, of course, we don't believe that disclosure was complete, but the government uh, says 
that it has accomplished our requests and have uh, released all the UFO files they had. And it means something between five and 6,000 pages of UFO documents. When we last spoke two years ago, I believe we had less than half of that. And since then, we had a lot of cases being released. Now, as I spoke at that time, because the process was already going on in that format, the government was releasing its papers, its, its UFO documents, reports and everything, all official, by decades. So we have, an, in, in 2007, the decades of the 40s, the 50s and the 60s. Then we have the 70s, then the 80s. I, I believe that the 80s came out in, in 2009. And in 2010, just last year, a little, a little more than one year ago, in August last year, we had the years for, for well, the decade of 90 plus. Something extraordinary happened on August 10th last year when the commander of the Brazilian Air Force, which is a brigadier called Junichi Saito, he's a Japanese guy living in Brazil, born in Brazil, of course, and he just released a document with a, which is a resolution determining that from that time on, that moment on, on since August 10th, all information regarding UFOs in Brazil, especially reports of UFO sightings made by pilots, by air traffic controllers, aviation personnel, that sort of people, should immediately be sent to the National Archives for people to see, people to scrutinize. And this was published in the official proceedings of the Brazilian government. So it is completely official since November, or excuse me, August 10th last year, it has been considered officially uh, reg uh, regulation that all UFO reports coming from anybody going to the Brazilian Air Force is to be sent to the National Archives. And we, we had some problems about that because, well, see, of course, we, we welcome that, that resolution, but there was some, some points of it that wasn't very clear. Anyway, we, we can discuss about it uh, during this program. Okay, but, I think the one thing I'd like to ask you first Yes. is I know when we get freedom of information requests here in the USA, mm -hmm. even if you get the documents, they're going to have large portions of them redacted, blackened out. You can't see them. And sometimes you get documents, loads of documents, and maybe one or two phrases per document is visible. So yeah, in this connection, do you get most of what's in those documents when they release them? You can see them all. You can read them all. There's nothing black, no paint at all over there. The thing is that we don't believe that the government is releasing all the papers that it has. Come on. 
five to six thousand pages covering six decades of UFO investigation, official UFO investigation in Brazil, it's just uh, unreasonable to believe. It's a question that. of like taking them on faith. I'm sorry. It's like taking them on faith. You know, do you really believe that they are giving you all of the information they have? Or are they holding back the elements? Now, we're going to get into a lot more of that with A.J. Gavard. He is from Brazil, noted UFO researcher. We're discussing the ongoing disclosure of cases. We're going to see what's there and what's missing. Very important. And then a little bit later in the show, we'll ask your questions from our forums. You're with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. 
Ready for cold and flu season? Now's the time to get ready and save during the pre-winter sale at HerbalHealer.com. Stock up on powerful, natural flu fighters like olive leaf extract, elderberry power, and grapefruit seed liquid. Don't forget your vitamin D3 this winter. Right now, HerbalHealer.com has 120 soft gels, 1,000 IUs on sale for only $9. And remember, HerbalHealer.com offers eFoods Global Products, delicious, premium, storable foods that contain no MSG, no trans fats, no GMO, and have a 25-year shelf life. Click the eFoods link on HerbalHealer.com and try eFoods storable meals for free. Bookmark HerbalHealer.com, then experience live chat, correspondence courses, and sign up for our free newsletter. As always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Log on and hit the pre-winter specials at HerbalHealer.com. Healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? We're back with A.J. Givard. He is a Brazilian UFO researcher. Are you still the editor of this Brazilian UFO magazine? Yes, I've been doing this for almost 30 years now. You know that the Brazilian UFO magazine is... The longest living UFO magazine in the world now. Yeah, Will there ever have... be an English language version? No, we don't have an English version language. I'm sorry. Just in Portuguese. I know well, a lot we... of our listeners would love to be able to get a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've got a question here uh, in, in, in regards to the disclosure process. Now, we all know about the infamous Colaris uh, case down in in Brazil in the late 70s, early 80s. Now, there were uh, indications from witnesses that the Brazilian Air Force got incredible footage of a giant mothership uh, that was seen around the mouth of the Amazon. In all these documents... Pardon me? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, have they released any gun camera footage? Has the Brazilian Air Force released any of their their visual evidence? Photographs, uh, gun camera footage... Films uh, taken by investigators, let's say, of the Kolaris case. Have you seen any of the uh, the real smoking gun type uh, evidence? Well, n- not all that we wanted to see, actually. You know, we know for a fact because we've been dealing with this this thing, the Operation Saucer in the Amazon, for quite twenty years or so. We know for a fact that the, this operation, which was one of the largest military operation known in the entire world to deal officially with a UFO phenomena, which had the objective of interacting with the intelligences beyond the phenomena that was going on in the Amazon. We know that 2,000 pages of documents were produced in four months of investigations from September to December 1977. And we know that over 500 pictures, black and white, were taken by the military that sometimes were two dozen, sometimes three dozen uh, military, all under the command of uh, Colonel William Giolanda, that at that time was only a captain. He, He retired as a colonel. And we know also, because I interviewed the man, that at least 16 now, let me repeat it, 16 hours of footage and formats of eight 
and 16 millimeters were shot in Amazon of the UFOs, the Bosch supplied, and including, as you said, Chris, a big, but not only one, several big motherships in the Amazon. We have witnesses who saw these films, but as far as this disclosure in Brazil is concerned, of all this documentation from the 2,000 pages, Brazilian government has only released some four to 500 pages. And all, out of the 500 pictures, we have only seen about 200. So 300 pictures are missing. 1,500 pages are, are missing. And about the 16 hours of films, and I, I repeat that because that's, that's a hell of a, a great amount of footage, 16 hours. It's a real lot of footage. And not, not even a single minute of this material has been released by the government. Now, when you check out this material, do you ask the government, hey, we've got all this stuff, why don't you have it? <laughs> yes, we have been doing that. Because, you know, the government, uh, let's not say about the government, let's say about the military, because the government in Brazil actually is, uh, isn't caring much about UFOs and stuff or disclosure of whatever. It is the military who decided to to do it. And, and these are forces of very, very distinct from each other in my country these days. And the, the Brazilian Air Force is the, is, the, uh, is the military that is cooperating with the UFO researchers. And not totally. Now, see, there is some goodwill in their proceedings, in releasing papers, in releasing material, and getting us access to some data, but they are definitely not showing us everything they have. Now, well, do you think, AJ, they may be just trying to throw you a few bones to shut you guys up so you don't keep asking? Absolutely, yes. This is one of their tactics. This is very military. Now, see, in these five to 6,000 pages of documents, there is a lot of junk, trash that you that is useless, like... Uh, clippings, uh, letters that were exchanged between uh, Air Force bases, uh, letters from people requesting the, the Air Force some information, or people giving the Air Force information, isn't that? That is, that is not actually documentation about your force. There's, there's not, there's not, those, those papers that are trash, they're not reports, they're not cases, they're not proceedings, they're nothing. I would say that less than 10% of the entire amount of pages that were disclosed are actually very good stuff. Smoke and mirrors, it sounds like. They kind of just fill you with a bunch of stuff, hoping you're not going to notice there are very few cases. Yes, but you see, in the decade of 80, when they released the papers, which was over 1,200, 1200 pages from the 80s, which they did in 2008... Between all this trash, we found a great paper, a great document, a document which is the report of a massive case that happened in Brazil in May 19, 1986, involving uh, 21 spheric UFOs, all of them having an average of 100 meters in diameter, 
which is 300 feet. So we're talking about big, huge stuff. This is something they disclosed. This is something they disclosed. It, it, among all those papers that are, are useless, there you know was... What? I'm gobsmacked. Eight pages. <laughs> but it's like they're trying to test us to see if we are smart enough to go to dig into that paper if we are persistent and, and clever to, to, to put away the trash from the good stuff, you know? It's like they're testing us. I wrote a paper about it just recently and say, yes, we are smart enough to see that among all this trash, there is good information. And the, government, the military, they want to, to know what are we going to do with this information? How are we going to treat it? Uh, are we very responsible guys, uh, UFO, or are we all lunatics, UFO nuts, that we start talking to everybody that UFOs have been detected by raiders and per- pursued by several jets in Brazil or this or that, or are we going to take this information for seriously and scrutinize it, analyze it, and of course, let people know what happened, show the documentation to the public, analyze it, and, and tell the people how important, how significant this is. And this is what we did. So I believe that we were being observed by the military, and they are giving us what we want according to what we do with what they give previously. Am I clear about it? Do you, do you understand what I mean? It sounds to me that they're laying a trap for you. That if you fall into the trap, you'll just get no more information. Something like that, yes. Something like that. And they are giving us, so far, information that we wanted. Now, when they started disclosing this material, doing by decades, so they released the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, last year. And last year, just when they released the 90s, the papers of the 90s, they also issued that resolution. It was a big thing in Brazil, in the UFO community, of course, because the general press didn't, the general media didn't pay much attention to it, unfortunately. But when it happened, the, the commander of the Brazilian Force promised that in time, he will disclose the documents for the years from 2000 to 2009. And this happened just, or actually, from the entire last decade, from the year 2000 to, to 2010. And just like two or three months ago, we have that material released. So, in, in a sense, if we take the government word as, uh, as, uh, as real, it, it, it fulfilled the promise of, of releasing all the papers from all these this decades, because now we have documents covering from the 50s to 2010. I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of what was disclosed and more in some of the key cases. With A.J. Gerverd, with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here.
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, and Investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs. They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. The editor of the Brazilian UFO magazine, which A.J. Gavard says is the longest-lasting UFO magazine on the planet. Maybe they have UFO magazines on other planets, but we don't know about them. Now, it's the position then of the government that they're giving you everything they have, and once they release all this stuff, that's it for them? Yes, that's it for them. This is what they want us to believe, that they don't have any, anything else to give us. It's, it is it. You want it. We gave you, and this is it. But, of course, we're not taking that for that as a reasonable answer. See... I just uh, just told you guys that uh, we just recently, like two or three months ago, we have the disclosure of the papers from the years 2000 to 2010, right? You know how many documents were there in that package? Seven. Seven? Seven. Okay, so there were seven UFO sightings in all those years. In 10 years, seven. And in the decade before, the previous decade... They gave us something like a hundred pages of documents covering some like six or six or seven, sixty or seventy cases. It's it is much more than the last decade, but even even in the in the previous decade, it's not the total figure. Now, let's let's concentrate in in, in, the, in the last decade from the year two thousand to two thousand ten. We have cases of people, regular, normal people, reporting UFOs to the military, as well as we had three to four cases of pilots, commanders of uh, big jets, reporting UFO sightings to the military. And altogether, there were seven reports, seven, and a total of what, 20, 25 pages covering an entire decade? Well, I don't buy that. Excuse me, but I don't accept that. I don't think that is reasonable to believe. And the military has to agree, to agree with us that it is just just uh, something not reasonable. Nobody would believe. See, Let me that, ask you a fast question here. It occurs to me as you mentioned this. Is there a freedom of information kind of program in Brazil where you can say, give me XX document and they would supposedly look it up? 
something uh, similar to what is going on in the United States. But the legislation in Brazil is a little different. So sometimes you, you may ask and, and you may apply the law. You are entitled to, to be covered by the law and the government or one of its institutions. It's mandatory that they give you what you request. But, you know, in Brazil, they can simply don't listen to you, pretend that they have never heard from you, never heard of your request, and just don't speak about it. They so can also, we, I assume, just say, we don't have it. It doesn't yes. exist. There's no record, even though you know it was reported to them. But if I'm a person who has actually seen a UFO in Brazil, anywhere, where do I go yeah. to report it? Well, in the same resolution published by the Brazilian Air Force commander, it is said that it welcomes reports from everybody. It is something that, that has been said by other, other top-ranking military, that they don't concentrate in reports they get from military personnel or aviation personnel, pilots, air traffic controllers. No. In fact, what the Brigadier José Carlos Pereira told me when I interviewed him, and this is a very important man in the military in Brazil, is that the Brazilian effort is getting or has been receiving reports of UFO sightings from all sorts of people. So you, me, a pilot, a teacher, a doctor, a driver, whatever, anybody who has a sighting of a UFO can call to to one of the, the Brazilian Air Force bases and report it. And if they do, this report becomes official. And it, if it happens now, since last August, this report is supposed to be sent to the National Archives. Now, it's something that you can or you, you can or cannot do. You, you, you may decide to report or you may just let it go. But if you are a pilot, flying in Brazil, a Brazilian pilot, either a private or a commercial or, of course, a military, and you have a sighting of UFORI, then it's mandatory that you report what you saw. If you are during the flight, you are, if you are in, in your hours in, uh, doing something that in your backyard, you're not flying, that's all right, you're not even being someone connected to the, to the aviation, you are not Supposed, it's not mandatory that you report what you saw. But if you are in the cockpit of an airplane in Brazil, and even if you are a foreign pilot flying in Brazil, you are supposed to report any sighting that you have. So even if it's an American pilot going from, you know, New York to Brazil to one of your larger airports. If they see a UFO on your territory, they have to report to your authorities? Yes, you have to report it, unless you just don't make any contact at all with any of the, the radar tracking station to any air traffic controller. Because once you report, hey, I'm a pilot from American Airlines, whatever, I'm over Manaus in the Amazon, going to Sao Paulo, and there is this huge, big object just right to my wing, what do I do? Well, once you go on record reporting that you saw something, 
then you have, when you land, you have to go to a specific place in that airport, which all airports here have a military branch of some kind, an office, a room at least, you have to pick up a report form and fill it and give it to them. This Sounds meant- to me like a good way to discourage the practice. I know yes. if I was an American pilot going to Brazil, I'd either opt to not take that route anymore or I would simply say, I didn't see anything, forget about it. Yeah. Right, because that could jeopardize your, your position with your you know American carrier. I mean, you're, yeah, you might be putting your job at risk if, if you, if you, you know, fulfill, fulfill your obligation to the Brazilian authorities to report an incident. Then, of course, that would get back to uh, United or Continental or whoever, whoever you're flying for. Yes, but the thing is that this report is not supposed to be public. Only since last, last August 10th and on. This report was supposed to be public, to may be made public, but we don't believe it because in a, in all this time, well, and actually this this the, this um, proceeding has been going on for quite some time, and most of the cases that we know for sure were that airliners were followed by UFOs in Brazil, bigger liners like uh, our major companies. We we know because these pilots sometimes they they. They, they contact us to, to report what they saw, asking for anonymity or something like that, just, just to let us know what is going on because it's something that impresses them, so they want us to know. And we, we expected to see those reports coming up in the documents disclassified, declassified by the Brazilian government, and it, they never showed up. So what I believe is that of course, not all sightings that are reported, and very few are reported actually, but from the few sightings that were reported, very few are being declassified. All the rest is being kept secret and will be so for quite some time. And well, why well, is that so? Because Yeah, well, AJ, that's, that's my question. Why do you think the Brazilian government is to playing them. playing this game? Yeah, well, because I think that uh, it's 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 being played by almost all governments who claimed to to be open about the subject. See, UK in in England, we have now what thirty thousand, forty thousand pages released, and France we have over the, than a hundred and twenty thousand pages of official UFO documents. Released. And we'll have to get into more of those documents, what they mean, compare what's being released around the world. A.J. Giverd, joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's one 800 728 
2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Hi, everybody. Jason Lewis here. Once again, for my friends at Midas Resources, these are hard times for investors. You don't know which way to go. Is the market going to recover? Is the Washington spending machine going to continue? And that means a lot of debt and maybe printing money to cover the debt. They call it monetizing the debt, but that's a fancy way of saying inflation. And a lot of people are worried about that. So you need the ultimate inflation hedge, and that's gold. Now, let me be clear about this. Commodities fluctuate in price. They can go up and down. Very volatile. There's no guarantee. But if you want the ultimate inflation hedge, you need to talk to my friends at Midas Resources. The number, 1-800-686-2237. If you're interested in converting your IRA to gold or would like to have it in your possession, call Midas today at 1-800-686-2237. It's Midas Resources, 1-800-686-2237 for gold. And tell them Jason sent you. Local Army Navy surplus stores are hard to find these days, but not military issue supplies. They're right here online at mainmilitary.com. That's right, just like the state, M A I N E, military.com. We have everything for true, total preparedness. MainMilitary.com is not a typical website, it has much more than your old surplus store. Quality military issue survival gear like canteens, mess kits, utensils, gas masks, filters, and chemical suits, magnesium fire starting tools, strike anywhere, waterproof, and storm matches, first aid kits, splints, tourniquets, parachute 550 cord, military manuals, sandbags by the bale, and a huge molly assortment of vests and pouches for every need. Call 207-989-6783, 207-989-6783, or visit MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, the main name in military supply. Jason Lewis here. We talk daily about all the crazy stuff happening around the world. Concerns with the economy, job loss, and natural disasters, just to name a few. Let me ask you, what are you doing to be prepared? How will you provide for your family in an emergency? Well, for my preparation, I recommend WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious, ready-made, freeze-dry meals that carry a 25-year shelf life, and you prepare them in minutes by simply adding water. Wise Food Storage entrees are packaged in individual metal mylar pouches, then stored in convenient grab-and-go plastic containers for freshness and easy transport. Go to wisefoodstorage.com today to request a free entree sample. And for a limited time, enter the promo code LEWIS to get free shipping on any order. Call 855-FOODWISE. That's 855-366-3947 or visit wisefoodstorage.com. Wisefoodstorage.com, gourmet emergency food at the best price. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. We continue with A.J. Givard from his palatial estate in Brazil. It's not palatial, is it? We always say people have a palatial estate when they talk to us from another country. Palatial? <laughs> I don't think it looks like a, like a mansion, like a big mansion that you live in. 
Oh no, I'm only my my small apartment in the tenth floor <laughs> of a nice building in the city of Curitiba, in south of Brazil. And right now it's 5:35 in the afternoon. We're preparing for a great evening today. We have saving times started just last Sunday in Brazil, and everything is going fine in my country these days. Let me ask you about the quantity of UFO cases. And, you know, you were mentioning that far more documents are being released in France and Great Britain. Does that mean there are more cases there to reveal or they have been more forthcoming? I think they are more forthcoming. But when I mentioned that, I was about to say that even when they give to the public that a massive amount of pages of documents, I don't believe that they are disclosing everything. No government at all is disclosing everything. Because the hardcore of the UFO phenomena, what is the most serious stuff, has not been released so far. And it like probably in, won't be. Yeah, they won't be so easily. No, they won't be. What, what is being disclosed here and there in other countries is only the tip of a very big iceberg. We want every piece of that iceberg. But it's, it's too huge. And I don't think that any government will give up everything any day unless they are forced by some something so massive, something perhaps caused by the aliens themselves, like if they decided to show up in a great fleet of spaceships all over the world, then the government will be forced to release what they have been keeping secret. I'm not holding my breath, AJ. Yeah, I understand. I can understand that. But anyway, what the government, the Brazilian government is released, and a few other governments in South America are releasing, is only the tip of the iceberg. Of those few cases, the handful of cases that were revealed for the first decade of the 21st century, any interesting cases or just a bunch of lights in the sky? Yeah, any good ones? Yeah, we have very good ones. We have um, cases of uh, of big airliners, 737, 777, being chased by UFOs in Brazil, but not not very closely. Now, in the place where I live, we have a, a huge air traffic in the airport of uh, Fonchopena, the city of Curitiba. And in, in the papers released for the decade, the, the 90s, we had uh, perhaps a dozen, two dozen cases, actually, uh, of, of UFOs being seen by crews coming in this direction or going out from this airport to Sao Paulo or Rio, or just coming from somewhere else and going over Curitiba. Because we have here one of the stations of the Brazilian uh, defense system, Central Raiders. One of it is in Brasilia, another one is here, another one is in Manaus, another one is in Recife. They are spread in several parts of Brazil. And we have a very strong one because of the density of air of our air traffic. And, and it generated uh, more of reports of sightings of, of UFOs. But if, if I may come back to, to that resolution issued the Brazilian, by the Brazilian commander of the Brazilian Air Force, the resolution is called GC, right? Five five one, and this resolution published in the Brazilian proceeding government proceedings. It's like a, 
a, a paper, a newspaper made, published only every day, actually, only with the, the, the resolutions taken by the government in, in all its entities and everything. Everything's official. So if you just, if anything official is done in Brazil, it is, there's a resolution to support up, to support that, and it is published in that, in that paper. And it becomes like a law or a or something that is mandatory to be to be done. That's something like uh, it's something like that is the United States in any other country. And after that, we we came up with a few questions to the commander of the Brazilian Air Force, to which we have heard no reply, no answer so far. Now, the document published says that all reports of UFO sightings made in Brazil. And I quote, especially by air traffic controller and pilots are supposed to be centralized in, in, in Brasilia, the federal capital, in a place called Brazilian Air Force Airspace, actually, Defense Command, Condabra. And from that place, these reports are supposed to be sent to the National Archives for public scrutiny. And in any moment at all, does that resolution say anything about investigating the cases? And this is very odd, because if an, a commander of an airliner flying, suppose, uh, from Sao Paulo to Manaus, it's a three-hour flight, with 150 souls inside the plane, if it is chased by UFOs at close range, and if he reports it, According to this regulation, to this resolution, his report is to be sent to the Brazilian Airspace Defense Command for the knowledge of our military, and then it is supposed to be sent to the National Archives. And this is it, period. I don't believe it, because either it's, it's not true, or either if the government does so this way, if the military does so this way, it will be neglecting very seriously a potential threat to the air to the air traffic in Brazil because it's one of our of, of the military of the Brazilian Air Force primary concern to defend to control the Brazilian airspace territory if an airplane from Paraguay invades Brazil we are supposed to react the military is supposed to defend to protect or airspace, right? Well, well, AJ, and also, I mean, I remember the big announcement, uh, uh, you know, in, in 2009, how the Brazilian government was going to be working hand-in-hand uh, -hand with the civilian UFO community, uh, that they never were going happened. to be... Yeah, it, 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 it never happened, did it? Never happened. Never happened. Well, so, so what do you think is going on? Do you think that the government is just telling you guys what you want to hear, just releasing just enough uh, information and data and reports to keep you guys uh, at least somewhat happy. And, and they're sitting on the real good stuff. So, so what, what do you propose? What do you think needs to be done by your um, you know, Brazilian UFO community to get the government and the military to make good on their promises? How are, how are we going to go about helping you get the government and the military to come, come clean? And before you answer that question... A.J. Giver joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast.
America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockaways. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids. A novel in the grand science fiction tradition. If the government is busy secretly stockpiling emergency food supplies, shouldn't you be too? In any emergency food situation, when the local grocery stores and your kitchen cabinets are empty, the first 72 hours are critical to you and your family. With the 72-hour emergency meal kit from Solutions from Science, you will be prepared for the troubled times ahead. These flavorful and filling 12 prepackaged meals come in a variety of dishes, have a 25-year shelf life, and simply require water to make them ready to eat. Are the cans of soup and extra jar of peanut butter going to see you through the 72 hour emergency meal kit is now on sale for $39.97 a small investment for tremendous peace of mind you can find out more about the 72 hour emergency meal kit and the sale by visiting 72survival.com that's 72survival.com or call 800-208-9491 that's 800-208-9491 why face the next emergency on an empty stomach Big Berkey water filters are in high demand. Storable foods are also in high demand. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has always kept our focus on the Berkey water filter products. But increasingly, our customers have been asking for storable foods. After months of research, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com now offers great-tasting, long-lasting, storable foods. These ready-to-eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches. All you do is just add water. And because they're sealed so well, they come with a 25-year shelf life. Combine our Berkey water filters, which are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water with our storable foods, and you have a winning combination. Remember, we offer free shipping on every order over $50, and GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY today. If you constantly feel run down and tired, your pH level might be low and your body could be full of toxins. If what you drink is not at a pH level of 8 or higher, you are inviting bacteria and acid to thrive in your body. But there is something you can do. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops to your water to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise your pH balance to optimum levels. AlkaVision Plasma pH drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals in the world, alkalizing the water you 
you drink, ridding your body of acidic waste and toxins, and helping you regain energy and vibrant health. And studies show viruses, bacteria, and toxins cannot survive in an alkaline, high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. With A.J. Gavard joining us with Gene and Chris on the Paracast, exploring UFOs, disclosure in Brazil, before we paused for that brief break. Chris had posed a long question of A.J. A.J., what's your answer? Well, see, first of all, it has to be noted that UFO reports, sightings, investigations are not priority in Brazil, but for the Brazilian government or even for the military. Now, it, but in, when we started this campaign, this movement in 2004, to ask our government to come clean about it, to release its paper, First, we've, we found some reluctance in doing so. And after that, and after a few months, uh, we kind of hit some soft hearts. And eventually, we were received by the military. Some of them are a little bit more sympathetic to the question than others. And there was uh, something going on in the sense that the military felt that well, what the hell, why not give to these guys what they want? But it's not something that can be done from one day to another. It has to follow a series of procedures. So the military started taking that procedures to release what we were asking. And I believe that among that procedure is see what can be released and what cannot be released. At some point, they said, well, well, well. There is a lot of paper that cannot be released, but that is something that can be. So let's give to these guys. And they start giving us these papers. But before releasing it officially, sending the, the, the document to the National Archives, the military invited us for a talk, which happened in 2005, six years ago in Brasilia. It was the first time in history that UFO researchers, civilians like us, uh, the Brazilian Committee of UFO Researchers, of which I was the director at that moment, to last year, February. This was the last time, uh, excuse me, the first time we were ever invited so, to that kind of meeting. And that was very good. And we went to Brasilia, we had this talk, we spent a whole morning with the military in very sensitive areas of Brazilian Air Force Defense Command, and we were showed papers not given. They, they showed us piles of papers, documents, official secret documents, over a huge table and said, you cannot copy, you cannot take it with you, you can only read it for some time. And this is what we did. At that moment, we were promised that eventually, at some point, the military will team up with the Brazilian civilian UFO researchers to investigate 
the phenomenon. That was but, a but AJ, AJ, that's like going out on a date with a girl who says, uh, baby, we are going to have a good time tonight. <laughs> and about six, six or seven dates later, you're still waiting for the good time. You know what I mean? Yes, Ian, it's not going to happen soon. It sounds like they're a bunch of teases. Yeah, kind of that. And we, we are still asking the promise to be fulfilled. But right now, our main concern is not that because we realize that the government won't do it. The military won't do it. Because, they, like I told you before, it's not a priority for them. However, we can and we will give up of that if they don't want to give us that, that commission, that, that official committee of UFO research composed by both military and civilian. If they don't want to give us that, okay, don't give us. That's all right. We will keep up our investigations by ourselves. However, what we will not give up is our, of our rights to have that papers, those papers, that we know yeah, that the government... Yeah, really. I mean, they promised to give it up. Well, AJ, yeah. we, we've got a bunch of questions. I, I know your time is limited with us today. And what we do is, uh, before every uh, show taping, we give our forum uh, listeners and uh, radio listeners and forum posters a chance to ask you questions. And we yeah. want to get to some of, the, some of these questions. Uh, we've got a bunch of them for you. This I comes saw. from Dig Digital Trickster. He's uh, one of our new forum posters. And... He asks a very good question. He says, on your last interview with us, it seemed that you were depending a lot on witnesses. And while that's always helpful, he believes documentation and scientific evidence is what is needed to move your research and paranormal research forward. What case have you researched that you feel has the most documented uh, information and scientific evidence to back it up? Well, I would say that scientific evidence is a very tricky term. We, we have so many cases, but when you come up to, to, to scientific evidence, what is a scientific evidence? Is it a, the screws of a UFO, the pieces of it? It's, it's tough to, to reply that. What is a physical, scientific evidence? Now, we have very strong cases, very well documented, but we don't have the essential. Like, let's speak about Virginia case very briefly. We know because we have covered, when we t I talk, uh, we, I'm talking about like a few dozen UFO researchers who team up during a few months after January 206, excuse me, 1996 in the city of Virginia, to cover all that area, to investigate, to talk to witnesses and everything that has to be done to properly conduct a serious investigation towards the crash of a UFO and the capture of at least two creatures. Now, this is the Virginia case, happened on January 20, 1996, which is by far considered, along with the Operation Saucer, one of the best documented UFO cases of, of all. And I would say that it's times, times more important and better documented than Roswell. Because remember, Roswell started being investigated by accident 25 years after it had happened. Virginia started being investigated a few hours after it happened. 
it was very fresh. We had over 100 first-hand eyewitnesses of both the crash of the saucer, the capture of the creatures, and the, of the creatures who stay at large. Now, this is a very well-documented case, but where are our scientific evidences? What would be considered scientific evidence that I could show in CC? Here is the thing. I only have the, the investigation and its results to present, which is the documentation of step by step of everything that happened, like a big puzzle, thousands of pieces of each a few hundred were put together and gave us a very pretty picture of what happened. That's a good case. As well as well, how, about, how about Kolaris and, and some of the deaths that were associated with the Chulpas? Do we have yes. any autopsy reports? Do we have any sort of documentation and no. evidence about how the people died? They were hit with these particle beam type uh, weapons. Uh, there were a number of deaths. Do you guys have a database that no. has some of that information? That happened in the 70s when Brazil was under a dictatorship. And this is also maybe the reason why we, we don't have all the 2,000 pages of the documents and the 500 pictures and the 16 hours because it is the same thing that happened with the, 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 the medical records of the victims of the chupas in Colaris. They lost. They lost. They were deteriorated by time. They were bad, filed, in an inappropriate uh, 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 way, and they, were, they got lost. Now, we had that over a thousand people were attacked in Colaris Island by the chupas. And, and I'll tell you what, we really have to get into more of this in our next segment. We have A.J. Giverd, Brazilian UFO researcher with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection action so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. 
Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. You can bet your life on eFoods Direct. Alex has told you about the amazing, great-tasting, long-term storable food from eFoods Direct and how a food savings account is your best insurance against natural disasters, job loss, and high food costs. But did you know that this dehydrated food also protects you against foodborne contaminants like E. coli and salmonella? Those poisonous critters can't live in low-moisture food from eFoods Direct. Ask for the Alex Fall Special. The Fall Special is a 24-day supply of food in a convenient portable container. A $259 value for only $199. Save $60 on 160 servings of the best food on the planet. Call 800-409-5633 and ask for the Alex Fall Special and go to eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex. Call 24 hours, 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex. You can bet your life on eFoodsDirect. Do you live where ice storms, blizzards, tornadoes, floods, earthquakes, or hurricanes occur? Who doesn't? Well, most of us do, and when they occur, one of the first things to happen is the power goes out. When Hurricane Irene hit, over 5 million homes were without power. Just having light around the house becomes very important. Arm yourself with the new 50-hour emergency candle in a can. Just pull the pop-top lid. The matches are safe inside and light up the candle for 50 hours of continuous light. The candle and matches are together when you need them the most. Emergency light that has an indefinite shelf life, always ready and won't go dead like batteries. 50-hour emergency candles are $7.95 each or 4 for $28. Call toll-free 1-855-485-8555, or order online at CandlesInCans.com. One more time, that's 855-485-8555, or visit us at CandlesInCans.com. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have A.J. Givard answering your questions, talking about very important cases in Brazil with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. A.J., would you continue? Yeah, sure. See, we have for sure that over a thousand people in the island of Colaris alone, because, you know, the Chupa phenomena was all over large region of the Amazon in the state of Pará, but it was concentrated, concentrated in Colaris Island, where the operations also took place. And it happened because of the Chupa phenomena. And a thousand people, over a thousand people were attacked, over a thousand people of which we know for sure that 400 were treated. 400 went to the small sanitary, uh, small hospital place. And a small. Well, there's There's got to be some doctor reports. Uh, there's got to be a paper trail. There's got to be 
examination uh, reports and doctors, um, you know, uh, notes on all this stuff. I'm sure with 400 people being treated, you got to yeah, have something. Yeah, it's decades old. We don't know where the, where it is. Not even the doctor who who fill all those reports. And we're not talking about large reports, very detailed. We're talking about small reports of uh, of people who live in the in the fields, farmers, uh, fishermen, very poor people, and they have any problem, health problem, they would go to this very small hospital, like two or three guys working there under the the supervision of only one doctor and she was Dr. Velaide Cecim Carvalho she was at her 25 26 and that was her first job as a physician just out of university graduating medicine she was sent to that small village to that small hospital having only like a cup of of nurses and one or two technicians to help her in that place to treat people who had any any health problem at all. And we're talking about an island with 10,000 people. They only had that small hospital to go to if they have any problem. And and Velaide, Dr. Velaide, she told me when I interviewed her a couple of years ago, and I did it many times, and she told me that that she received at least 400 patients coming to her teeny small hospital. Well, I under, AJ, we, we understand that, but where's the paper trail? I mean, where is all the documentation? Was it sent to the government? Did she make uh, you know copies for, for the clinic? That's government property. But, you know, this was uh, annotations that were lost with time. When I, I first interviewed Velaide in 2005, I asked her, do you have an idea where those papers are? Well, she told me, well, they probably are lost because from time to time, this kind of documentation is filed somewhere. And if, if you know Brazil, you, you see how, how our authorities deal with this kind of records. They're most gone. They're most wasted, unfortunately. They are kept in, 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 in very bad conditions, except in, in, in more populated areas, in uh, more developed areas, like in the south of the country. But we're talking about a small village in, this, in an island in the middle of the Amazon, something that happened in 1977. So I guess that they kept these this records for a few more years, then they, what, perhaps destroyed it. And unfortunately, we don't have it anymore. We don't have it. But we have the memory of Dr. Velaide Cecine Carvalho, which is a very respected person in her community. And the city of Belém was one of the largest cities in Brazil. She even was had a, a post of some type in the, in the city administration. She's a very important person. She's now not only a doctor, but she's also a college professor in several areas in, in medicine. And okay, well, besides Vahinha and uh, Calares and the overflights of the, the main Brazilian metropolitan areas that were mentioned in Leslie Keene's book, what other cases uh, turn you on the most and, you know, rate your, in your top uh, list of Brazilian UFO cases? Well, just recently, we have had the first cases of crop circles in Brazil for the very first time. 
I believe that last time we spoke, we haven't had any, or have we? Well, the first one that we had happened in November 2008, and it excited us very much because, you know, the crop circles are definitely connected to the UFO phenomena. One way. Well, how do you know that? Well, I'm not. I don't have any any doubt whatsoever. Uh, yeah, we're talking so about were UFOs. Were UFOs seen in in uh, the night that these uh, formations were created? Yes, not only in in the UK and in a few other countries, but in Brazil, just a few hours before the the formations were found in the city of Ipuaçu here in Santa Catarina. People saw lights in the sky and sometimes coming closer to the field. So, of course, there, there is a link, a connection between the UFO phenomena, the intelligences beyond the UFO phenomena, and the crop circles. We're talking, of course, about the legitimate fly, crop circles. We're talking about, because we know that like 90% of all crop formations these days are fakes by the circle makers and other groups. But of the, 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 those 10% of cases that are leg, legitimate, we know for sure that there is a connection with extraterrestrial intelligences. Now, now were I, these cases down near the uh, where Bolivia, is it Brazil, comes together with Argentina? My geography is a little, little uh, shady here. Yes, so um, we have as, as neighbors uh, in the south, we have Uruguay, Argentina, Paraguay, and Bolivia in the south. Then we have well, Colombia, Peru, and a few other countries, uh, Venezuela. Well, yeah, they're way north. But but, but there were some cases uh, like three or four years ago in near Salta, and uh, there were crop formations or blowdown events associated with those cases. Is, is it similar to those Salta cases? No. The Salta cases happening in Argentina a few hundred miles from the city of Guasú, where we had the crop formations in Brazil. It's, but although they are different in shape and form and design, they happen at the same time, almost at the same time, and they, uh, within weeks they, they were formed. But you know what is most, most interesting about our crop formations here? Since we know that Okay, that there is a connection with the UFO phenomena. The most interesting thing about it is that you know, everybody knows that, that Brazil has contributed with the worldwide ufology with almost everything that is more interesting. Now we have the first abduction cases, we have the first the first sexual relation inside spaceships, we have the first landings, we have most of the first everything and the most the biggest cases in, in all segment that you consider in ufology worldwide is just, you can only, to verify that, it's just a matter of taking a look at the, the literature and you see that Brazil has contributed with almost the, the most of the, uh, of, of the very important cases of UFOs in Brazil. And yet, it's going on for decades, and yet, we have never had Never, until 2008, one single case of crop formation in Brazil. That's a very strange thing. Why? No, we know that the crop formation started in UK in the 80s, in the late 70s, early 80s, and they went up and up and up, and then they started going to other countries. Now we have like 30 or 40 countries where they are 
during summertime. They are spread all over. We are talking about thousands of crop formations in 30, 40 countries. Of course, most of them still concentrated in South England. Doesn't that argue in favor of the possibility here that crop circles are generally a man-made phenomenon rather than something that's paranormal? Well, I don't think so. Because, you know, the formations are being, are being found in so many areas. Like in South Korea, two years ago, we had this huge, enormous crop formation. Something that would feel like eight or ten football fields. How, how someone does something like that? And why? Now, here in Brazil, I'll give, uh, give you this example. Here I'll tell you what, before we do that, we're going to break for another few moments here. We have A.J. Givard. If you want to learn more about what we do, please check our website, thepowercast.com, where we have active message boards, the best of any paranormal show. You're with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. The final few segments with A.J. Gavard. He's been answering your questions, and he was talking about, on the Paracast, the huge crop circle. Give us more details. Yes, we had a huge crop circle crop circles in several areas of the world. When we had this first case of crop, crop circle in Brazil, crop formation here in the state of Santa Catarina in November 2008, I am just a few hundred miles from that. I drove there within hours after it happened to check out to see its condition. How was it done? Was it possibly man-made? Was it made by any other sort of intelligences, whatever? I spoke to witnesses of the phenomena, people who found it, as well as people who live around that field. And I came to the conclusion that simply there was no way anybody could have done that. Uh, and besides, we have other corroborating information, like 
Bosch of light, the typical Bosch of light, were seen in a few hours before the crop formations were found in the morning of a Sunday. So during that Saturday night, the Sunday morning, people saw balls of light, and then they, they were the crop formations. I went there, and I examined it, and I spoke with technicians, people who specialize in crops and wheat crops, engineers, agriculture engineers, and they all said to me, I haven't seen in my entire life anything like this. I don't know of any machine or any technique who could produce such effect in the wheat. Now, how could them be man-made? That's no way. And besides, if they were, we have to question why? Because if something is fake, it is faked by someone with some reason. Where is this someone? What is the reason? Suppose this someone had the knowledge and, and, and the capability of producing such something that symmetric, something so unique. What did this guy gain it from it? This is the question that has to be made. When I went to investigate this case and I took the pictures and I talked to the people and I made my reports, and I sent it all over to so many places. I, the first thing I did before sending this information out was talking to the experts in this phenomenon. Guys like Colin Andrews, Nancy Talbot, and they said that the, the, the characteristics that we have in the, the wheat plants here in this formation in Brazil as this is the same as in other legitimate crop formations in many other places in the world. So, so you took plant and soil samples uh, and had them tested? I took soil samples, I took plant samples, but I didn't have them tested because at that time, when I came here with that material to the city of Curitiba, I couldn't find immediately anyone who could do any type of the proper analysis of that in that material and and the only the only one laboratory which would do that would charge us so much amount of money that I would decide not to do because well, you, you have BLT research Nancy Talbot of course has access to all sorts of diagnostic testing uh, yes. equipment and personnel uh, of course Levengood was still operating and doing work uh, back in 2008. Uh, did you send anything to Nancy? No, just photos and reports. I didn't send any, any of the, and, and the samples. And also I was told that uh, after so many hours have passed, it, in, and rained after the crops and people stepped on it, and there is no not point in, in doing any analysis anyway, yeah. unfortunately. But we waited till this phenomenon happened again, and it did in the year 2009, just one year after the first crop circles and, and the same area of Brazil, precisely in the same small town there, one year after, we had another big formation, this time, this time not circular one, but triangular one, combined with circular one. You know what, AJ, but that's the point is, why not send 
the sample to Nancy to look at. Yes, I could have done that. I was expecting more cases to happen and that I could have samples fresher, more fresh that I could send. It, it doesn't really, you know, for those types of sample testing, uh, time the time element isn't as important as, let's say, a forensic sample from a cattle mutilation. There you do have, unless you fix the sample in formalin or a second best in, in uh, alcohol, you know, crop plant samples and soil samples pretty much retain the residual elements of their environment for quite, quite some time. I mean, no, you can no, seal it up really carefully and send it off to the U.S., and four or five days later, they can go ahead and put it up, uh, you know, in a lab and do the, the testing. There, you know, the time element isn't as important for plant and soil yeah, as it is for forensic. Yeah, I was told it is, yes. So, anyway, we, were, we expected more cases to happen in the following days so we could get fresh material untouched, with no rain over, not, not signs of people stepping on it, so we could have fresh. But what happened is, was that a tragedy went on in that part of Brazil. Floods all over, people dying, people becoming homeless, you know, because of a, a huge amount of rain in the following days. And because of that, we, we don't know if any other cases happened and we just couldn't track it. But last year, again, in year 2010, we had in the same location, again, formations. This is very odd because if you, if you consider what I told in the previous segment, that in the whole history of ufology, Brazil has given so much contribution in so many areas to the UFO phenomenon investigation, and yet we have never had one single case of crop formation in Brazil. And then we had in 2008, after 30 years, the phenomenon had started in other countries. This is odd. Okay, but and now you've had more recent cases. Why not get the samples out there? Let's find out what's going on. We, we had... Only one case of crop formation in the same time, and another case of crop formation in the same time in the following years, in the 2009 and 2010. I am prepared, very prepared, to have this time to get this material as soon as the crop formation appeared in that area. But what I was going to tell you is that the strange thing is that we, for 30 years after this phenomenon have, have been going on all over the world, we never had any. And then we had, in this specific area of Brazil. Right. Well, well, you know, the skeptics, the skeptics out there would say, well, of course, somebody finally got motivated enough to go out, maybe practice somewhere, you know, in an obscure area, and then go ahead and, and do a high-profile crop circle. This, this is a very Why slippery slope. Well, we, well, again, you know, I think crop circles are are more of a red herring, really, in terms of dealing with the UFO phenomenon. I have a question here from one of our longtime posters, Blowfish, and he wants to know about um, USO cases, you know, unidentified submerged object cases, 
by eyewitnesses, which have been uh, potentially reported by Brazilian civil and military authorities in inland lakes, rivers, and you know, within the uh, the interior of, of South America and Brazil, other than the uh, the Claris uh, cases, which uh, many of our listeners are familiar with, have there been any underwater UFO cases in inland uh, bodies of water in Brazil? AJ, let's hold that answer for a second. We have AJ Gavard on our show this week with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. Greetings again. This is John Swenson at Midas Resources, your source for gold and silver. You know, I have the same crystal ball that you have when it comes to what's just around the corner, but we both know that there's nothing on the financial horizon that looks very good. The single measure of good news is that precious metals continue to outperform everything else out there. Right now is the time to take a hard look. Pricing is more attractive now than it's been in many months. Historically and traditionally, this is when prices rise the fastest. They haven't and opportunities knocking. Please give me a call, 800-686-2237, extension 128. I promise you an informative, no pressure, no nonsense conversation. We might even have some grins. This is John Swenson at Midas Resources, 800-686-2237, extension 128. Just make that call. Thanks. Freeze-dry guy customers take advantage. No, we really want you to take advantage of the October 2011 month special. We have bug out meat buckets to beef up your real freeze dried beef and chicken supply. You can beat everyone to the punch because we're offering freeze dry guy customers this order early October deal. Special pre order price of 119 is now 109. Whether on the go or storing for the future, you have a gold standard in convenience, taste, and nutrition. When variety and quick preparation is paramount, our handy four serving pouches are excellent for 72-hour kits, camping, hunting, and backpacking. Our freeze-dried meat can even be added to your everyday routine. From last-minute dinner ideas to high-protein snacks, order now at freezedryguy.com. That's freezedryguy.com. Or call 866-404-FOOD. That's 866-404-FOOD. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. We have A.J. Guevard this week, the editor of the Brazilian UFO magazine, asked a key question about submersible UFOs. A.J.? Yes, we have plenty of cases of submersible UFOs, uh, sometimes coming out of lakes, sometimes coming out of rivers, very huge rivers, and sometimes coming out of the oceans. We have uh, thousands of miles of oceans, uh, of seashores in Brazil, as you know. We have even cases uh, involving objects, unidentified flying objects, flying close to Brazilian navy vessels in my country, and also in rivers where the Brazilian navy is also present. We have cases that happen in the Amazon. Now, you know that the Amazon is cut by several huge rivers. If you go there and talk to people, you will realize that the, the UFO phenomena is so intensely connected to their lives that perhaps in no other area of the world you will see such a connection between people and the UFO phenomena. I have just arrived from the Amazon last May and I spent 10 days there investigating cases in a series of islands some some 100 kilometers or 60 miles west of city of Manaus in a place called Anavillanas and I spoke to a lot of people and what you hear is just astounding people have almost daily sightings of objects they describe them in terms of what they know mostly superficial uh, superstitially or religiously, they give you names or they describe the phenomena the way they can. Some of these objects just come out of the water. Now, I have this very interesting report that was given to me, not by a native, but by a businessman who owns one of the largest jungle hotels in the Amazon. It is called Ariau Towers. 
It's like 50, 50 miles west of Manaus. It's a huge, huge hotel. Very famous guys like, uh, well, even Bill Clinton have been there and uh, lots of celebrities because it's a very, very unique place. The owner of that, uh, of that hotel, he goes almost daily from Manaus in his boat to the hotel. So he has to go to the Negro River for quite one hour, one hour on a very fast boat. And he has had several observations of strange phenomena, of which a few cases are of structured disc-shaped object. This gentleman just gave me a, 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 a witness report, just gave me a, a description of a sighting that he had like a couple of years ago, doing the same thing with a few of his employees in his boat from Manaus up river, Negro River, to the hotel Ariau Towers. Well, Adia, are these objects coming out of the river or are they going into the river? Yes. He saw, in this particular case, a huge object, a disc-shaped object, coming out of the water slowly, and he could see the water just going around it and dropping back to the river while this object was hovering silently. Disc-shaped metallic object with surrounding lights just came out of the water and started moving very slowly and then up and up and just disappeared at a tremendous speed. Anybody have a cell phone? Anybody get a, a photograph? Not at that time. That gentleman has a cell phone, but he couldn't make any, any, any register of that, unfortunately. But among the, the tourists and people who've, who go to spend time at that hotel, we had some photos that are being analyzed as we speak of interesting objects. But you, you see, sometimes they are so far away and they appear so fast that people just don't have the chance to make yeah, I know about that. You know, a nice register of that. It's tough. you got to be prepared. Um, here's another question from Blowfish, who just asked that last question. During the Cold War, did, Brazilian, did the Brazilian military ever encounter a similar UFO case with a UFO near an ordnance base? Like uh, they're giving the Bentwaters case as an example. Do you have any Brazilian cases that seem to be focused on a military installation where ordnance is stored? Yes, we had a few cases like that, and I recollect one, a particular case that was described to me by the former Minister of Defense in Brazil, Socrates Monteiro, in the government of Fernando Collor de Mello, some 20 years ago. This gentleman at that time, he wasn't minister, he was a, the commander of the Brazilian Airspace Defense Command, and he told me that he was... Uh, in his home, when he got phone calls from his people that were at a particular base of the Brazilian Air Force, and there was this huge object, a disc-shaped object coming over 
the buildings, the main buildings of the base, and the men were starting to shoot at the UFOs. And someone in charge of that troops called them the man, the, the, the minister, the former minister, and told him what was going on, that everyone was very much afraid. And he said, stop immediately, immediately the hostilities. Yeah, put your stinger missile away, Captain. <laughs> stop immediately the hostilities. I don't want to see anybody shooting any anything at all. And if anybody does so, he'll have a word with me. You know, I want to ask you a general question because we don't have a lot of time left here. Now, are there any instances there where they try to shoot at UFOs and the UFOs shoot back? Not recently. And the cases that we have on file aren't exactly very accurately uh, investigated. Well, in, in the Karate's cases, uh, there were a couple hunters that tried to shoot, shoot at the Chupas. Yeah, in the Amazon, you find cases of, of people who shot shotguns at UFOs, but not that UFOs shot back. They're so, being kind to those dumb earthlings, right? Excuse me? <laughs> They're being yeah, kind. Right. Understood. Okay. <laughs> excuse me. I have, I have met this gentleman last May in the Amazon. He has uh, several kids. He's a, well, th this guy's there. They have huge families, like eight or ten <laughs> children. Uh, you know what? If I had eight or ten children, they'd be putting me away in the home with the white suits in control. We have a little bit more time with A.J. Gavard. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. 
HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. Local Army Navy surplus stores are hard to find these days, but not military-issue supplies. They're right here online at MainMilitary.com. That's right, just like the state, M-A-I-N-E, Military.com. We have everything for true, total preparedness. MainMilitary.com is not a typical website. It has much more than your old surplus store. Quality military-issue survival gear like canteens, mess kits, utensils, gas masks, filters, and chemical suits. Magnesium fire-starting tools, strike anywhere, waterproof, and storm matches. First aid kits, splints, tourniquets, parachute 550 cord, military manuals, sandbags by the bale, and a huge Molly assortment of vests and pouches for every need. Call 207-989-6783, 207-989-6783, or visit MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, the main name in military supply. Can heart and body extract help with other ailments besides heart conditions, high blood pressure, clogged arteries, or unbalanced cholesterol? It did for Karen. I've been using heart and body extract for approximately two weeks. I've had an earwax buildup problem for many years, with over-the-counter stuff not working at all. I had very poor hearing due to this earwax buildup. Well, after two weeks of taking heart and body extract, my earwax buildup almost completely cleared up. Could this be the effect of better body circulation? Heart and body extract is an effective 100% organic nutritional supplement specially formulated to allow your body to heal itself. My hearing is almost completely back to normal. I'm amazed. Order by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for long and healthy life. This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. AJ Gavard joining us for another segment with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. We were talking about instances where they have shot at the UFOs, but the UFO knots or whatever they are were gracious enough not to shoot back because we'd be in trouble. But there's no yeah. sign that when they shoot at them, they cause damage, is there? Yes, well, let me report to you two cases of my knowledge. One that I have investigated personally in the Amazon. It happened to a man who had like six or seven or eight kids or something. I visited the small island where he lives in the Amazon River, and he told me that, well, I have seen this boss of light, because they, of course, they don't call them UFOs, flying saucers or something like that. They call balls of light, or they give names to it. And this gentleman said that he was, he was afraid of it because the ball of light would come almost every night, and he it was bothering him and, and, and creating uh, some panic among the kids and other kids in the village, in a small village. So he decided to shut at it, and he did it. He shot a few times with his shotgun, and nothing happened. 
he don't even know if the, the bullets hit anything. And the UFO just kept staying there, and then eventually it went away. And it went over and over during weeks until this guy decided to give up and say, well, there's nothing I can do. I tried shooting at it in many different ways, at close range, from far away, and I don't just simply don't see that I have heat or anything happening to that object. So he eventually gave up. That's a case that you will find several similar to it in the Amazon because in the jungle, people carry guns. They carry guns. That's a fact. And, and if they see something that they don't understand, that pose some sort of threat, if they feel afraid, they will shoot at it. Oh, yes, easily. Not only in the Amazon, but in many other places of South America and wild places or something like that. And Bolivia, in places like Peru, I, we have many cases of people shooting at, uh, at UFOs. But very few cases in which the UFO shot back. Well, you said, have... okay, the point is here is in shooting back, we foolish earthlings who dare do this, any signs that they actually destroyed something? There is a case that happened in the south of Brazil, in the, in the city of Alegreti, in which this guy was guarding, was guarding, was watch guarding a military installation, and he was with his shotgun. It happened like 20 years ago or something. And he saw this huge object during a night coming over the military installation that he was guarding, and he decided to shoot with his shotgun. And he shot at it, and the bullet returned and hit his left knee. Oh, ow. <laughs> that is very unlucky. <laughs> Isn't it? it sounds like I've Superman or something, where there's a scene once where... Superman in one of the movies, they shoot a gun at him right at his eye, and guess what? It just pops right out. The bullet, what, not the, the eye? eye. Chris, yeah. any questions left? Yeah, yeah, we do. AJ, you know, we we've you know, I've been following your work. I've I've been a big fan of yours for many years, as you know. We've corresponded a few times over the years. Uh we've met at a couple of conferences and you know, I've always really got the feeling that you are firmly planted in the extraterrestrial hypothesis camp, that you feel aliens are arriving here from other star systems, interacting with humanity, interacting with this planet. What are your feelings about other theories? Uh, for instance, Mac Tones, who we lost there a couple years ago, his theory of the crypto-terrestrials that we're dealing with aliens that are actually as terrestrial as we are. Do you feel that this is exclusively an ET phenomenon, or do you th is there a possibility in your mind that we are dealing with something that is as terrestrial as we are and, and possibly lives here with us? Uh, what are your feelings on that theory? Well, I think that there's a variety of theories to consider. Extraterrestrial hypothesis is just one of it. I think it's more likely that they are extraterrestrials. Because, see, what we are doing, we are visiting other planets, at least sending our probes to other planets. At, at this very moment that we're talking here, there are so many machines uh, digging the soil of Mars or Venus or taking pictures of uh, rings of Saturn, of satellites, of Jupiter or whatever. Because it is what 
civilizations, I believe that they went, then they reach a, a, a such a level of uh, achievement, uh, astronautical achievement, they have to go out their planets to see what's it's around. So I guess that most of the UFOs that we see are just like our probes that we send to Mars, that we send to Jupiter, that we send to chase comets or whatever, asteroids, but much more developed that they can go... What about the beans? Okay, a probe is one thing. I can understand that. But but how about all these the bewildering, uh, confusing array of beans? Like in South America, you have like two-foot-tall hairy dwarves. In Russia, you have uh, big, tall robots. In China, they're reported as dragons. In Australia, no, they're, they're reported... According to the, to the tradition of these people, to the tradition of these cultures... But if you see, 99%, almost 100% of all extraterrestrials, or, or let's say the beings, excuse for the word extraterrestrial, the beings, almost 100% of them are just like us. They have two legs, two arms, a body, a neck, a head. They have two eyes. They have a mouth and a nose between the eyes and ears. They're just like us. It's like, you know, whoever did us, did them. Yeah, but you know what? This is something we have to let you go in a moment. But I wanted to ask you, AJ, one one key question here, AJ, and and that is, aren't we seeing them the way they really look? I think of the movie Contact, where Jodie Foster sees E.T. in the form of her late father because E.T. says you wouldn't be able to accept us in our true form. Are we seeing their true form? Well, I just happened to see Contact again yesterday for a hundred times. Gene (laughs) must be psychic. That, yes, it's also a theory that can be taken into consideration. We are being visited. It's my, my understanding of this phenomenon after 30 years of investigation. We're being visited by several, well, by many different species with different interests towards us, with different MOs. Some of them are more advanced than others. Some of them have already contacted others. Some of them come here for this purpose some come for other purpose. There are those who really are interested in our in our safety, in our well wellness here in Brazil, and there are, excuse me, here in this planet, as well as there are civilizations who just don't care. They, they come they come here to see well the the, the the jungles are green, the oceans are blue, fine. These people is nice, but let's go to another planet. Why not? <laughs> Good point. I think that that was a good point. Considerable. You know, they can come from the future, they can come from another planet, they can come from this planet in the future, they can come from other planets in the future. What what seems to be very reasonable is that this civilization that are coming here, at least scientifically, technologically, they are more advanced than us. It doesn't mean that they are spiritually, morally more advanced. It's likely that they are. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, since you have to go, I need you to tell our listeners, AJ, where they can get more information about the things you do. Yeah, or sure, yes, but uh, let me thank you for this opportunity again. And let me tell you that uh, uh, it's always a pleasure to to be with you guys and uh, if one of our listeners now would like to get more information about UFOs in Brazil, 
I'm sure it's all in Portuguese, but we have great pictures <laughs> that are in any language. You can just go to ufo.com.br, br for Brazil, and you hit our website, the website of the Brazilian UFO magazine, which cool. has the hugest content about UFOs in Portuguese language. Thank you, you so know. much, A.J. Gavard. Thanks for joining us this week on the Paracast. Thanks, Thank A.J. Thank you, Chris. And we'll have our post-game show in a moment. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Hi, this is Alex Jones. Did you know that the global elite are now storing non-hybrid seeds in secret storage vaults near the Arctic Circle? Did you know that in a real meltdown, non-hybrid seeds can become more valuable than silver or gold? It's true, seeds have outperformed even gold and silver before in this country, and it's possible that it could even happen again. So our friends at Solutions from Science have put together the perfect mix of non-hybrid seeds. They call it a survival seed bank, and it can produce an endless supply of nutrient-dense food for you and your family. And here's the best part. These seeds have not been genetically modified in any way, and you actually get enough seeds to plant a full-acre crisis garden. So visit them today at survivalseedbank.com. That's survivalseedbank.com. Or give them a call at 877-327-0365. That's 877-327-0365. Remember, in a real crisis, non-hybrid seeds are the ultimate barter item. This is Alex Jones for survivalseedbank.com. What's been the problem with phone companies? High prices and contracts that lock you in for two years minimum. Not FreedomTelephones.com. Freedom Telephones are designed around the concept and reality of patriotism, loyalty, and privacy. With FreedomTelephones.com, there are no contracts, no credit checks, and no Social Security numbers required. That's why our name is FreedomTelephones.com. Finally, residential, mobile, and business telephones and plans that are private and never lock you into a long-term contract. Want a low price? Residential and business plans start at only $14.99, and mobile plans start at just $39.99. Plus, every month you pay your bill, FreedomTelephones.com contributes to your favorite GCN programs. Don't wait. Support the cause and get the highest quality and the lowest prices by calling one 800 600 5553. That's 800-600-5553. Freedomtelephones.com. Portable. Private. Perfect. This is a special announcement for all Americans who owe back taxes to the IRS or state. 
pay attention. There is a special toll-free hotline set up especially for you. This hotline will give you free information on how you can legally reduce or eliminate your tax debt. Call the Consumer Tax Hotline today at 1-800-652-3707. Grab a pen or put the number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-652-3707. When you call, you will speak with qualified companies that will tell you how to stop the collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments. Plus, these companies will deal directly with the IRS on your behalf, so you won't have to. Even if you haven't filed returns or you're already in a payment plan, you can still get relief. The current government administration is very amicable and wants to work out a program in your best interest, but this won't last forever, and your tax problem only gets worse if you do nothing or try to handle it yourself. It does make a big difference in who you call, so call the Consumer Tax Hotline today for free information. 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. This is Jerome Clark, author of UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. You know, we haven't done post-game shows too often on the Paracast with Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien. And we did it last week because of Aaron Kaplan being, I don't know what, (laughs) driving us nuts. Blowing our minds. Entertaining, Gene. He was entertaining. He was. He seems also like a really nice guy. So whether you accept what he says or think it's a load of nonsense, he was a nice guy. AJ's a really nice guy too. I think as with a lot of people that you interview, they tend to have learned the fine politician's art of the filibuster. Oh yeah. Boy, I'll say. I mean, it was kind of hard to get uh, AJ to answer a direct question. We sort of forced him into it a couple of times, but boy, I'll tell you, he's very good at what he does. It's not by accident. He is the bedrock of Brazilian ufology and is the editor of the longest published, uh, continuously published UFO magazine on the planet. Just that alone, except for, you know, Saucer News. I didn't bring that up because Saucer News became Saucer Smear. But if you count Saucer News as a continuous publication that began in 1954 with Nexus, became Saucer News, became Saucer Smear. From 1954 to 2011, AJ's claim doesn't quite stand. Well, I wouldn't exactly call uh, good old Jimbo's (laughs) magazine. Jimbo. Oh, I got to tell him you called him that. Yeah, Jimbo is more of the insider's uh, dirt on the uh, excavation uh, portion of ufology. (laughs) Um, In a manner of speaking, yes. I don't think Jim really runs a nuts and bolts type uh, publication like AJ does. A traditional magazine, let's see, MUFON Journal, that goes back to the 60s, doesn't it? That's got to be 40 years or so. That's been fairly consistent. It's gone through a couple of names, but it's been pretty consistent. So, you know, the people at MUFON might object to this. The same name, the same name, I think uh, he may... He may have a leg to stand on because they have not changed their name in over 35 years, if memory serves me correct. Well, okay, but it's a very narrow leg. It's kind of, you know, sniffing at the edges there, fine-tuning the explanation. I think, you know, with AJ, I always enjoy what he has to say. Obviously, he's doing a lot of work, but I was concerned a little bit when it seems that he didn't, you know, want to follow up that question we asked, which is, okay, you have the crop circles – why aren't you sending the samples over? It didn't seem as if he really nailed no. that one. No, it didn't wash at all. In fact, um, 
my guess is probably because of the excitement of having the first real bona fide case in the country, the excitement was that uh, I don't think they really knew what to do or what they should do. And unfortunately, you know, in the thrill of, of discovery, sometimes, uh, and I, I learned this a long time ago, sometimes you really have to up your game to a new level when you're you know, dealing with a new phenomenal uh, report like a, like a crop circle for the first time. And I don't, I don't care what anybody says. You can glean a lot of information from soil and plant samples a week, two weeks down the line. You know, the excuse that oh, people were tramping all over it and it rained, uh, that was all, you know, if it's a huge crop circle, I'm sure you're going to be able to find pristine soil and, and plants that weren't disturbed by, by foot traffic. And uh, so what if it rained the next day? You gathered the samples in time before the rain. So that part of it didn't quite wash for me. I, I like many skeptics out there, would automatically kind of jump to the conclusion that somebody, uh, some performance artist got real motivated and went out in the field and, you know, sort of expanded our circle of countries that are experiencing these strange, mysterious crop circles that are here to give us all these celestial messages about how messed up we are and, and that uh, we need to, uh, you know, all live together and sing Kumbaya. You know, we should sing that, yes. Yeah. So let's just sit down and sing and have a great party. We'll invite Shirley MacLaine. Kumbaya, Shirley. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first and last time that Chris O'Brien will ever sing on the Paracast. I will not allow even a first time for myself. I'd let my wife sing. She's pretty good. I was a professional singer for a number of years there, a guy. Yeah, she's really good. She still has a terrific voice. She hasn't really, you know, worked that much lately in terms of working on her voice, but it's naturally great. Yeah, and I can, I can hear it now. Gene, you get your tail in here. <laughs> Starting to sound like Joanne Worley from the old Laugh-In show. Where did we get started with this conversation? We were talking about UFO sightings in Brazil, A.J. Gavard, and all the information he has to present. But it's interesting how governments around the world are very similar with the way they handle the so-called disclosure of UFO information. They release enough to throw us a bone, and that's it. You know, yeah, what? The, the Kalaris case, uh, we know from witness accounts and quite a number of witnesses, um, just reread Confrontations by Jacques Vallée or Bob Pratt's book, that the Brazilian Air Force uh, had crack teams of documentarians there. There's 16 millimeter, if I remember correctly, cameras that filmed incredible UFO uh, activity at the mouth of the Amazon. I want to know where all that footage is. I mean, what did he say at one point? Sixteen hours, I think he said, or how many hours of footage? Uh, Something they like that. Yes, knew about, but hadn't seen one single second. So yeah, if that's disclosure, I think uh, you're right, Gene. They're just throwing us a bone, and unfortunately, if we're not careful, we might choke on it. And one of the big questions we'd have to ask about that is whether the governments around the world behaving consistently about UFO disclosure, except for the U.S., which simply says nothing, they're all in collusion planning this particular maneuver in the expectation of just giving you enough information to be able to claim we're not hiding any information, but they are. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of these countries' disclosure processes 
have been designed to take the heat off the big dog in the fight, and that is the U.S. military and the aerospace companies in this country. I don't think our government is really directly involved in the best cream that we have out there in terms of visual evidence, gun camera footage. Uh, you know, there's tons of visual evidence that we'll never see. It, it will never be given the public light of day. And unfortunately, it's just a big old maypole, and we're all dancing around paying homage to the pole. So much for the poles. Of course, you know, if we were Aaron Kaplan, it would be the North and South Pole and the great central sun inside as we go into the hollow earth. Operation High Jump, baby. <sighs> yeah. Well, I don't want to get there. In any case, you know, it's fun to have AJ, people like him on, because he has collected so many important UFO cases, done lots of investigations. I guess you kind of hope that they would do a little bit more in terms of the analysis after the initial investigations and interviews. That's where the criticisms are. Well, I think A.J. missed his calling. He would have made a great politician. I mean, he was very good at filibustering. He really is. You know, and we have a few guests like that, you know, where you ask them a question and you get a speech, you know. And it's like politicians go on TV. You know, he's got this information well rehearsed for many years. He's certainly quite aware of what he does how he does it, and he's aware. Hey, there's no question. He's the go-to guy in Brazil. I mean, if I have any questions about a Brazilian case, I know where I'm going to go. It's unfortunate, too, with all that information, he doesn't find some translators to take some of it and put it in English. Because right now you go to a site, Brazilian UFO magazine, and if you don't have somebody to translate from Portuguese, you're in trouble. Why don't they have a translation software that you can click on an American flag and have it all, like, uh, you know, be posted in English? Well, yeah, of course, it's not a very good translation, but it's adequate. Chris O'Brien, tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff, especially that special DVD set on Disclosure. Right. Well, go to ourstrangeplanet.com. We are going into phase two of our you know, push to get this Disclosure Dialogue project out to the public. It's a five-DVD set. It is the definitive document, visual document, on the subject of Disclosure. Of course, I'm one of the few people who don't think it's going to happen, but someone's got to be a bad guy. In the meantime, you can find me on at the forum.theparacast.com when I can log in. <laughs> and we do our best to make sure that happens. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to us. We had A.J. Gavard for much of the show. And one more thing, if you have a comment or a question, write us, news at theparacast.com. Once again, neighbors, that's news at theparacast.com. You're listening to Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien because you're in the Paracast. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>